Dear Jazzy. The following program is intended for mature adults over the age of 18. If you are not a patron looking for information on sex, relationships, and gender, please visit scarletteen.org. Nothing said on this show is a replacement for official medical advice. Trust me. Last time I checked, no one here is a doctor. Welcome back to Dear Jazzy, episode 53 of the show where we answer all of life's key questions. I am your host, Jasmine Starshine, and I almost lost control of that intro there. It was like I had like one wheel kind of wobbling off the car there. I almost lost it, but I didn't. Hello, Fonny. Hi, I'm your co-host for the night, Fonny ABDL. It's good to have you back, as always, and thank you again for kind of hanging out on like a little like residency, as it were, on the show and everything. Yeah, of course. It's yeah. super fun to be here every time. I get to just talk about whatever, and it's super fun because you're here too. Oh, awesome. Yeah, no, it's super duper fun having you on the show. And also, um, I don't think I told you this yet, but I've actually gotten a lot of feedback on the past few episodes, and they're like, Fonny is so good. She's amazing. And I was just like, I will pass that along. So this is me passing it along. The people. Well, that's have... just made my entire month. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I'm glad. How have you been speaking of your entire month? It's been good. I finished off my commissions. Now I get to take a little bit of a break and just kind of focus on other stuff. I got my kitchen clean today. It was a good day. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, And how are you? I am doing quite well. Thank you for asking. Um, Good. I discovered... Um, I, I, I've talked, I always talk about on the show how I have like obsession cycles for all my special interests and, um, through, uh, daddy, we've been playing a lot of PS one lately. So I've been kind of like scratching that like retro itch. And I found that there's a kit that you can buy. That's like a full, like NES development, like package that comes with software and like an empty game cart and like a USB thing that you can like burn data onto i'm just like well time to learn <laughs> assembly coding so i can make nes cool. stuff so we'll see if that obsession cycle pans out and everything but that is what i've been doing and looking at is looking at old computer code and that that sort of nerdy stuff that is so cool oh i thank you so <laughs> but we are not here today to talk about 6502 language we are in my <laughs> show, as you know. And but before we do, as always, we have our Patreon and we have some new entries on the Patreon, which is very exciting. Thank you. In the hold on, wait. Sorry, I had to swallow my spit before I did like the thing. I always try to do it in one breath and I'm just like, mm, nope, not yet. But now I can. In the $1 vanilla tier, which gets you a username shout out, we have Damia, Fluffy Nate, Gosh Cheeks, Raystar, and Tone Cluster. In the $5 Kingster tier, which gets you a set of nude photos from yours truly once a month, we have AB Michael, Briah, Casa, Juicebox, Maxi, Skywalker, and the Starling family. In the $10 Fetishist tier, which gets you a monthly little short clip video from me and an extended shout out, we have Ishi, Joe, who writes, Really happy to be here, precious. And also, welcome to the Patreon club and everything. And Scotia, <clears throat> almost made it through. 
in the $15 Sinner tier, which gets you all of the below, including some creative input on the monthly uh, porn and everything. We have Lucy, who writes, nothing in life is free except for being a cute little mush tush. Uh, Kaneko, sorry, Kaneko, words are hard, who writes, shout out to all the baby girl kittens smaller than me. Like, um, I mean, wearing diapers. Uh, That's pretty sus, Kaneko. And then Soup, who writes, small yeens in your area, chat now. Uh, in, in the $20 deviant tier, which gets you all of the below, including your name written on me for all the content. We have daddy gray who writes all the babies listening to the show. Need changes. Oof. Uh, Jimmy bell, Joe and sluggy who writes beans or bust Fawny, What are we talking about on this episode of dear Jazzy? Sex. Talking about sex. We're talking about and what sex. you should know about it. Yes. And places that you can find what you should know about sex. Indeed. Um, and that is because sex education uh, is, I'm trying to find the words to describe how bad it is, but my words are failing me. Uh, to call abysmal. it inadequate. Yeah. Abysmal. Disappointing. Inadequate. In the yeah. highest possible degree. Um so there are a lot of people who go into this world and subsequently into the kink spaces without ever getting proper sex education. And what we're going to be talking about this episode are a bunch of different resources that you can uh, check out or recommend to people who need them uh, to really get the, uh, the tea on sex ed. Because Joe in the chat says everything I learned about sex I learned on Cinemax. That is exactly the point. That is exactly why we're talking about these resources <laughs> and everything. Um, so, Fani, you have um, looks like one, two, three, four, five, six of them, and then I have a YouTube channel at the bottom. Um, and the reason why I didn't add more is because <laughs> these are all the ones I was also planning on putting in the notes. So, uh, do you want so to? So good. It is so good, yeah. Uh, do you want to take it away? Uh, yeah, well, you might as well. But first, I kind of want to ask you a question, just because like it's kind of fun to know some of this behind-the-scenes information. Yeah, of course. What is your history with like sex ed and teaching yourself about sex? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, I went to parochial school for most of my youth, and in that regard, I did not have sex ed uh, ever. <laughs> and my my dad also never gave me the talk. So I really had no idea what the fuck was going on for a very long time. And um, up to and including I've, I had never heard the word vagina until I was 13. And oh, my God. Yeah, no, that's that's a problem. And I literally thought everyone had the same like cable package, as it were, on their TVs if you know what I mean. And it, <laughs> I shouldn't have to explain on a sex podcast why that's not a good thing for someone to be thinking about. Because, you know, it's just like one of those things where you're like, oh, everyone's naked underneath their clothes. And then I didn't even think about it. But then my world was like rocked when I was 13. And I was like, wait, people have different parts? And then I thought, oh, 
it, it if it's a hole, it probably looks like a second belly button, <laughs> like <No>. transformed <laughs> like one foot below the other. And I was like, no, obviously. So um, I didn't really get it. Um, the the only thing closest to sex ed in high school that I got was our health class, which was basically the the part where the brothers of the Holy Cross got up and said, if you have sex, you'll die and go to hell. And that's all it was. And it was just like the miracle of birth on TLC. And it's just like a bloody fetus coming out. And it's just like, Oh God. Ew. So I, and at the time I also was male identifying and also identifying as very strictly gay and everything. So I was like, I don't need this. I'm just looking at butts and that's all I need. And I didn't even like think about it. So when they were playing those videotapes, I was like shielding my eyes. So I had like no idea still what was going on. And it wasn't until God, like I, I was definitely in high school where I started to like figure things out as it were. And it was literally only because of, like a lot of other people, pornography. And it wasn't even like the interactions because the only things I would watch then and still now is just like solo stuff and everything. But that underlines another problem that when I was a minor, I learned the only things I knew about sex from the uh, pornography industry as a minor, which means that not only did I have access to these things, I was getting my ideas as a minor from this and that that's a problem. Um, yeah. And one of the other things that I was thinking about going into the show is like, I know for, you know, 100% certainty that minors do listen to this show because they, you, we can never as a kink community weed all of them out. And there is nothing stopping anyone from downloading the show from iTunes or Spotify. So I know for a fact that there are people who are listening to the show who shouldn't shouldn't be listening to the show. And also, if you're still not deterred and you need sex ed materials, here are some. Or if you have a kid who needs these materials or you have like a family member that's a minor or you just know someone in your life that could really use some resources. This is for you. And uh, I'm just going to skip back to the part where you say that uh, a lot of what you knew as a, a youth, you learned from porn. And that was before like the, the recent like revolution in the porn industry where you know, mm-hmm. actors and actresses have kind of pushed back and say, well, no, can we can we make this a little safer? Right. So, ooh, <clears throat> yeah, that's a scary thought. Yeah, this was around like 2012, I want to mm-hmm. say, that I, I really was. That's when I was sort of, I'm a very late bloomer uh, sexually. Um, and it took me a long time to kind of like come into that. So it wasn't until I was like 17, 16, 17, where I started looking at explicit material. And then once I was 18, I did a little more and then that sort of thing. And I just sort of kind of put the pieces together through doing my own independent research. Like I would see something, have questions, research it, 
and have way more questions. It's kind of like how, you know, it's like is when I first came out um, as gay in 2009, um, that was really before we had a lot of stuff. And also when the Internet was still picking up heat, like in 2009, I still knew people that had dial up connections like that's where Mm -hmm. we were and everything. And when I looked up like I was trying to look up information on gay identity and gay culture, the first thing I found was the gay hanky code. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, ex- exactly. That's... Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. So that is my story. And also my disclaimer that if you're listening and you shouldn't be listening you can probably use some of these resources and they will be more helpful for you than the show will be. So check the show notes for those. Final warning on that. Um, but Fani, can you tell us a bit about uh, your history? If you've cared to share, like, that is. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think it's it's a little bit of an interesting history, but not too uncommon where, um, you know, growing up, like I went to Catholic school and didn't learn too much there. And then quickly switched over like around grade five or so into the public school system and learned a little bit more there. But uh, my education in the public school system was very lackluster. Mm -hmm. Um, I recall, I very uh, clearly recall um, asking the the health ed uh, instructor who was like brought in from an outside organization. I remember asking her, what is the pill? You know, Mm -hmm. because I had lady bits and I was like, well, I know this is kind of a thing, but what is it? That's and a she said, question. She said, I don't know. What? <laughs> yeah, she said, I don't know what the pill is. How do you? And yeah, that just kind of set up like my entire expectations for like the, the sex ed system. After that, I was like, yeah, this is just a joke. Pretty much, like, if she doesn't know what the pill is, Mm -hmm. what does she know? It's either she didn't know or she didn't want to tell you because, like, ooh, the pill is anti-God, ooh, and everything. And this was also in public school where I was, like, I was 12 years old. It was a good time for me to know. Right, exactly. Like, Yeah, and then uh, around that time, I also had a very good friend who... Uh, was very mature for her age in Mm -hmm. the worst way, I guess. Like, she got into drugs and things really early on. Mm. But she was also the sort of friend who, you know, picked up stuff from her other friends and would spread it to me. And I was, like, this innocent little thing who lived four houses down from her, who she was like, did you know about semen? What? I was like, what's semen? Yes, (laughs) It was all very exciting. That's where I learned a lot mm-hmm. of of things way before I should have known about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a that's a good concise history of my sex ed. After that, I just went on the internet and looked at porn. Yep. <laughs> yep. I was going to say I feel like a lot of us have been like, yeah, porn. Um, yep. <laughs> so. But we have better resources than porn here in this uh, PowerPoint presentation, which thank you for getting me into the habit of making PowerPoints. This is making the show so much like 
so much faster and everything. I just realized if I mix this episode wrong, it's going to sound stereophonic and people are going to be like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> if it's like if I because I snapped my fingers on both sides of the microphone, I just <laughs> audio dribble. Sorry. <laughs> ASMR. ASMR. Just welcome back to Jerry Jazzy. I'm scratching my painted nails on the microphone. Gods. <laughs> people have told me that I should do ASMR and I was like, no. No. Got <laughs> a sound mixing experience for it. So, yeah, you know, something to consider. ASMR is literally you put a very, very, very gain boosted microphone in a very, very, very quiet room and record yourself pissing in the corner. And that's basically what <laughs> ASMR is. And it gives the tinglies. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's just like, oh my God. And when people like scratch on the grill, I just like wince because it's like, oh, because some of these microphones are so expensive. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, we need um, to talk about <laughs> we need to talk about dicks. So can you yeah. uh, kick us off with about uh, Ojoy sex toy? Yeah. OK, so uh, I found Ojoy sex toy a couple of years ago. And uh, what it is, it's is it's this comic series, a weekly comic that uh, Erica Moen writes, um, and her partner helps her as well, uh, reviewing all sorts of different things like uh, sex toys and um, birth control methods and um, different things that she's found on the internet, like different porn providers and different comic artists and different uh, art styles and videos and, and things like that, where she'll just put together all this information in a really easy-to-digest comic format, and every week it's something new. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I've known about them for, for also a couple of years and they were one of the first things that I actually wanted to include. I was like, fuck, damn it. <laughs> sure. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> That's so mad. Um, kind of in the same vein, uh, tell us about OMG. Yes. Yeah. And uh, actually the, the latest comic that uh, Odroid sex toy did um, was about the, the second season that OMG. Yes. Has put out. Ooh. Um, so that now there are two seasons of, of OMGS videos and different uh, bits of content that they thought is kind of like a little seminar series about how to manipulate vaginas. Ooh. Yeah. So it'll teach you um, techniques that you can do on yourself if you've got a, a vagina or techniques that you can do on a partner with a vagina. Um, but it is it is very sort of cis woman centered or mm-hmm. cis person centered. Um or it'll teach you techniques that you can do with a penis in a vagina or a toy or something like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it is a very specific resource for a specific type of person. Right. But it's such an important skill that I have found it is. not a lot of people know how to do properly. And mm-hmm. I will, <laughs> I will see or hear people talking about their experiences and it's like, Ooh, no, not like that. (laughs) Not, not not like that. But that is why OMGS exists to spread the good word of how to properly, uh, stimulate a vagina. Um, and there is like a little caveat that like OMGS is a fantastic resource, but it is one of those things that you have to pay for. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think like the first, 12 techniques that they show you are in season one and it's like 50 or 60 dollars to access all of season one and then uh, if you want also season two it's like closer to a hundred dollars for the whole package 
Mm-hmm. Um, so your money is going towards further content and further research and like actually pay, paying the employees that put this stuff together and you're not going to get bombarded by advertisements and viruses on your computer for it. Um, but it is a, a little pricey. Right. It's an investment. It is an investment in one of the best bedroom techniques, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. How to vagina. Yes. How to vagina. And the other one that I was really excited to see on here was Scarlet Teen, which we have had in the intro of the show since episode one. So I will let you uh, talk about this one. Uh, okay. So I didn't really use a lot of Scarlet Teen growing up. And like, it's only the other day that I just kind of remembered that it existed. Um, and I think, do you have more experience with it? I don't have a lot of experience with it, but it is one of the resources that um, a couple other... Oh, excuse me. Y'all counter at one. Y'all counter at one, people. Um, it is one of the resources that a couple other kink podcasts link back to. Um, so when I was listening to those, I checked it out and it seemed really comprehensive talking about um, sexual orientation and gender identity and anatomy and all that really important stuff, basically stuff that I wish I had um, growing up. It's basically everything that should be taught at an appropriate like level in development and everything and in, and presented appropriately as well. So I think Scarlet Teen is a really, really great resource. Um, by the time it came into my life, I already... Like, no one ever fully figures out sex, but I had, like, that part, like, figured out. So I didn't really need it as a resource, but I was like, oh, this is really nice. Bookmark. Yeah, um, and that's kind of what I got out of Scarlatine as well. Like, it is aimed at, um, like, young-ish, like, probably 14, 15 years old and up, I'd mm-hmm. say. It's, it's kind of got all those questions that you really wish you could ask someone, but don't feel confident enough to go out and ask like, Hey, what, what, what is a healthy relationship or why does my body do this? Or it hurts. Is it supposed to? The answer is no. Um, but yeah, it's got really good explanations for everything. It doesn't like dumb it down to a childish level. It actually goes through everything and explains it. Um, and I really enjoyed the, the, the sort of language that they use the very sort of, gender inclusive language right right Mm -hmm. and that's one of the other things i was super happy about is seeing um because you know like you're saying i feel like a lot of the time people equate vagina to xx and it's like no we know that that's not a thing so to see them Mm -hmm. taking the initiative to use more inclusive language that made me really really happy hmm yeah, and you can see that a couple of their older um, entries have been edited and updated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, which is really shows nice. That, which shows that it's not just like a website that they just like threw up and forgot about. They're like actively doing maintenance on it and caring for it, which is really, mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, and uh, oh, they also have a forum, don't they? So that if you've got a question that you don't see answered on their site already, you can just pop it in the forum and... Hopefully someone will come out, come along and help you out. I did not know that, actually. I just learned something. Yeah, I've seen that mentioned a couple times. Ooh. 
That's awesome. <laughs> um, this next one, I do not have any experience with. So could you please tell us about sexplanations? Right. Um, yeah, this was something that I was in a couple of years ago. Uh, like I was kind of into it. I, I found it and I followed it and they're still going. Um, it's Dr. Lindsay Doe. Um, she is like a, a sex doctor of sorts. And uh, I don't remember what her exact designation is, but her special speciality specialty is, is sex. And uh, she does these little bite-sized videos on different things um, kind of encompassing the world of, of sex and anatomy and relationships and, and how penises work and how vaginas work and, and different concepts around it. Um, and it's, it's a really good sort of visual um, and, and audio uh, format for, mm-hmm. for just learning about different sex things. And I think that's really important because there are a lot of people, i.e. like me, who, you know, as we know, there, there, there are many different learning styles and video works really well for me. So if you're going through some of these and like if it's dry, here's a video for you. And there's a couple other like video stuff in this list as well. And then for people who learn better, just reading text off the text off of a page and you just absorb it super fast there's also stuff for you here but i think those that's really important for us to have like multiple different mediums and everything yeah and uh, i probably say that sexplanations is kind of aimed at you know that uh the teen and up category she doesn't go into explicit like raunchy things it's it's a very scientific view of it so i'd say like probably for your 13 or 14 year old and up there Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's not the first time I've seen this this video format for uh, talking about sex. Um, back in the day, back when I was a little teenlet, I remember there was a podcast show, uh, a video show uh, called the Midwest Teen Sex Show. Oh and my it was, god! Do you remember that? You just awakened like a deep memory in me right holy shit oh my god and it's not something i would recommend anymore but that's that is one of the things that i got into as a teen that i was like what anal sex whoa whoa oh my god that is wild (laughs) i i feel like (laughs) i always say like i'm so old i'm turning to dust i feel like thanos just snapped me out of existence i'm so old (laughs) right now i'm sorry no it's okay (laughs) Oh my god, that is what I'm 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 sorry, I'm still shook. <laughs> Can you please yeah. uh tell us about the next one? Yeah, so it's uh Killer and a Sweet Thing is a very mature um sort of article site that has all sorts of different stories and articles and um it's kind of written diary format almost. Uh and it encompasses everything to do with um, people's experiences with sex. Mm -hmm. Uh, You'll see stories from sex workers there. You'll see stories from people questioning their identity, stories from people who had a one night stand and just wanted to talk about it. Um, And it's, it's a explicit site. So I would not recommend this for anyone under 18, Um, but it is very well written. It's, it's more artsy. Mm -hmm. It is a treat to like go through these stories and read someone else's um, like foray into, into sugaring and what they think of sugaring. 
and, you know, learned that when they sugared, they didn't really like it, but the money was nice, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that, I never really knew that before. Right. And that's kind of like a really big thing right now is I have noticed a lot of sugaring and a lot of findom, especially on Twitter and, and Instagram is that that's something I've seen. I've seen a lot of lately. So that's, that's specifically, I'm going to look it up and everything. Um, <laughs> the second to last one is genderqueer.me. And this is another one that I have not heard of before. Uh, yeah. So I was kind of doing a, a little bit of a, a search to, to renew my self-education. Um, and I came across genderqueer.me which seems to be a really, really good resource for people who just want to know more about, um, you know, uh, I think I might be trans. What am I going to need to know for that? Or I think I might be ace, or I think I might be, um, you know, just genderqueer in general. And it's just uh, different resources and articles, and it's put together by a genderqueer person. Um, And it just kind of has just like this information dump for all sorts of people who have questions about being genderqueer mm-hmm. or questioning their identity. So basically the exact website that I wish I had <laughs> in 2009, instead of coming across the gay hanky code as my only like resource and everything, um, <laughs> that sounds amazing. And again, I just really wish that that was a thing that existed like when we were younger, because that would have given me so much language to describe like, Hey, I'm trans instead of having to go through the whole process of like gay bye, pan back to gay. Oops. Just getting trans. Yeah. <laughs> and to go through that whole, and I feel like a lot of trans people around my age who went, who went through a similar journey of queerness and finally found the trans community, once we kind of rose to prominence, like 2015 forward is like really when we hit the spotlight and that's when we found language to articulate. And this, and all of it is just right there on genderqueer.me. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's a really good resource to be able to like um, find how to, talk to your loved ones about this sort of stuff. Um, And there's articles uploaded there every month from what it looks like. And there's always like a a featured topic for the month for people to submit their articles uh, under like, let's see. Um, Last thing that I'm seeing on here is like the phases of testosterone or, um, talking about inspiration or just hormones in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then um, I don't really recognize the last thing on the list. Can you tell me about it? uh, Yes, I can. Um, So Nadine Thornhill is a sex educator who has a YouTube channel and Daddy actually just uh, linked her, linked me to her um, a few, like a little bit ago, and it is such an informational channel 
that goes in depth on things like consent and enthusiastic consent and did a whole celebration of trans awareness week and talked about trans people and talks about uh, gender identity and then sexual identity and so many other things like also like how to maintain your parts and just like a lot of like really just kind of like it's almost kind of uh, it's almost kind of structured like kind of like the makeup tutorials on YouTube where it's just like Hey, YouTube, here's how to do a thing. Here's the lowdown on this. I say that because I really enjoy makeup tutorials on YouTube. That's why I say that. That's like the the quickest thing that I could like my brain could point to. But they're super relaxed videos. The vibe is super chill. And she just tells it to you like it is. And I really, really enjoy these videos. Like the sound is great. The production quality is high. Um... I didn't get annoying ads, but it's probably the alg- algorithm being nice to me. But definitely check out Nadine Thornhill for just like really quick bite-sized videos that just get to the point and everything. Hmm. Yeah, that seems like a really, really good resource. Like I'm just kind of looking into it now on my own and yeah, I'm really mm-hmm. liking what I'm seeing. Yeah, no, for real. Um She's she's really awesome. I've actually been meaning to watch a little bit more of her, truth be told. I'm going to go ahead and subscribe. Perfect. Awesome. So that is all the resources that we have in our PowerPoint. Was there anything else that you wanted to like tack on to the bottom of this conversation before we get into the advice? Uh, I think... That is about it for for all the ideas that I had floating around my head for this one. Yeah, me too. Uh, Without further ado, I'm ready to go into the first question if uh, you want to take it or do you want me to? Uh, Yeah, for sure I can take it. And um, do you want me to just start uh, below that little bottom bit there? Like at the PS part? Uh, you can start it at the Dear Jazzy part <laughs> with oh, yeah, like the 17 sure. E's if you want. Yeah. So this uh, this part's in reference to uh, one of our other episodes where we were talking about depression and being sad in the winter times and stuff like that. Um, and it says, Dear Jazzy, <laughs> I love your show and I'm very excited to hear Fonny as co-host. Uh, after listening to episode 51 about depression, I felt obligated to write in and let you know that being able to get vitamin D by sitting by a sunny window is a common misconception. UVB rays, which the body uses to make vitamin D, are actually blocked by most windows. This was devastating news to me, someone who factored in huge windows when choosing my apartment too. As your neighbor in Michigan, I generally avoid going outside in sub-zero weather as much as possible, so the big sad hits me hard. Patiently waiting for your product launch of UVB-friendly windows. Love, majorly depressed mango. P.S. Uh, not sure if this is how I get my question on the show, but do you two have any little activities you like to do outside in the winter? We just got a foot of snow here. I wish I had a caregiver to help me build a real snowman, but maybe I could make a little one. Any other ideas? Well, I learned something new from this email. I got to the inbox and I saw... Um, like big chunks of text and I was like, Oh God. Oh no. Oh no. But it turns out I actually learned something. I was really happy. Um, yeah, I was like, well, I didn't know that (laughs) windows block all the good stuff. So that's a bummer. But in regards to, um, 
winter little activities. I'm a big proponent of sledding and tubing. Um, I'm sorry. You and whenever you said sledding, I did not hear sledding. I heard sledding. <laughs> I was what like jazzy. Saying? It's too cold what the for fuck that. Are you doing? <laughs> it's more too cold. I just not. You can be a hoe in any weather. So I have a stack of those Burger King gold-plated Pokemon cards from the 90s next to me. I just knocked off like seven of them. So if you I still it, have my Togepi one. Anyways, besides the point. Besides the point. <laughs> they're all over the floor. If you heard metallic bang, I am okay. Um, That's good. Yes. So sledding and tubing. Sledding and tubing. Sledding yes. and tubing are really great. <laughs> uh, snow angels, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. Snowmen obviously or snow people rather um oh you know what igloo building because it's like a blanket Ooh, fort yeah but with snow and that's cool oh, yes. i am all about that um i was about to say skiing slash snowboarding but i remember you know that kind of falls into the line of extreme sports which doesn't often mix well with little space but can and it's on the mind because my dad and I were lamenting not being able to hit the slopes this year. Uh, last time I was over there, we were reminiscing about the time I almost got a concussion. And then the same day he broke his thumb because we were doing like the rails and trying to grind rails on our, on our skis. And it worked until it didn't. (laughs) (laughs) It was cool until it wasn't. So that's my input on some, little winter activities mm-hmm. uh okay so i grew up in ontario um where winters are not not by now they're not good um but it was really fun to be a kid in the winter in ontario because there's all sorts of things that you can do uh one of my favorite things um that i would probably do with a little these days honestly is um putting food color water in a spray bottle and like setting up a couple different colors of water in a spray bottle and going outside and decorating the snow. Oh my God. Snow coloring. Yes. I love it. I love it. Where was this in Cleveland, Ohio, when we got dumped on with snow? This was nowhere in my zip code. What the heck? (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) I love this. This is a wealth school that that set us up with that knowledge ah. so, i'll trade the sex ed for knowing that i can put food color water in the spray bottle and go spray the snow you know that's fair um, that's very fair trade-off yeah what we also did was uh either filled little like tupperware containers with food color water and let them freeze overnight and then like take them out and they're like these glistening little colored crystal things Ooh. or like you put the water in a balloon and let that freeze overnight and then take the balloon off. And you've got this like little orb that's mm-hmm. colorful. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. That's that also is, fun. That is cool. Yeah. Uh, that's all mm-hmm. I've got on that one. I, any other activities to put on there aside from not grinding rails and skis? <laughs> um, you could do maple candy on the snow. Yes. Look up a little recipe for for maple candy and uh, provided you've got a a big or someone who knows what they're doing with you to help you with the hot stuff. Um, And I don't mean you, Jazzy, as the hot stuff. I mean the maple. You flatter me. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
I'm my blushing. job. Oh my god, yeah. I'm blushing. <laughs> I can I'm, see it. I'm going to hide behind Got the pop filter. Down. I'm I'm get, my oh. voice probably sounds all crunchy because I'm hiding right behind the pop filter. <laughs> yeah, but it would be super duper fun to like go out with a little and pour the maple uh, like maple sugar in the snow and like let them take a stick and pick it up and then eat it. So what I'm hearing you say is that I need to get to Canada as soon as the border reopens <laughs> and hopefully yeah. it's in the winter time. <laughs> Cause that sounds great. Yeah. yeah Jesse, you're invited. There's your bed. It's right there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. All right. That being said, uh, do you want me to take the next I one? Think... Yeah. Cool. All right. This is from Coco Poof Tartoof pronouns as she, her, uh, dear Jazzy Poke Pals, which Pokemon has the biggest mommy energy, daddy energy, caregiver energy from Preschooler Co. Um, I'm going to go for biggest mommy energy for Gudra, just because exactly, yeah, big. So, yeah, yep, got the okay hand symbols. Hell yes, absolutely. Uh, she is big and soft and like looks like squishy and warm. And like, I just want to like curl up. That is the bosom that I want to be tucked into and protected in biggest daddy energy. Um, the evolution of Teddy Ursa is Ursaring. 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 Yeah. Ursaring, I think has the biggest daddy energy of Pokemon. Um, I feel like, I feel like an argument could be made for like Machoke or Machamp as like a big, like himbo situation. Yeah. But that's a very different kind of daddy. That's like daddy. You yeah. Know? That's, that's daddy. 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 Ursaring is like dad, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very much would catch him in socks and sandals at the barbecue. Oh my God. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's the kind of daddy that I'm into. One that exists like dad energy. Um yeah. and my throwing the hat in the ring for the Rennie or the non-binary caregiver. Uh I'm I I can't not say Sylveon. I can't not say Sylveon because they're trans colors and they're so cute. And they have like the little True. feelers that, that to hold hands, and I'm crying. <laughs> uh, and they're so precious, and they evolve with love. Ah! Oh my god, I cannot. We're too cute. I I can. They're so precious, and I love them. Please yeah. take the talking stick. <laughs> okay, uh, mommy energy. Um, I think Kangaskhan is probably my pick here. Yes. Like she's literally. <laughs> literally <laughs> literally mom um but i think also think needle queen is right up in there i think she's the kind of mommy that i would want absolutely i was gonna say it um and i obviously have a type uh because i think groudon is my pick for daddy you know um, i was partially thinking groudon as well and i'm really happy that you said it he's Ooh. my favorite mm. he's 100% my favorite Pokemon and I have the regular version of his card here and the shiny version of his card over here. Nice. That Groudon has thick thighs and I'm here for it. I love Groudon. Why do I love Groudon? I don't know, but he's very much daddy. Um, 
and then for for the envy caregiver um maybe maybe toga kiss yeah yeah toga kiss is a very that. good choice yeah <laughs> part of me was thinking because you know how the fashion industry completely snubs uh non-binary people and like, yep. <laughs> i was just thinking in the fashion industry's eyes they would probably say like fucking porygon or something <laughs> i guess and it's just like because it's just like ah yes we've evolved from brown potato sack to gray potato sack fashion you're welcome nbs Ugh. <laughs> I'm so frustrated about that. But also, um, I want to give us a medal. I want to give us a not horny gold star. I'm happy that neither of us said Miltank. <laughs> because there's so many fucking people that would be like, oh, milk, mommy, tits. It's a Pokemon that triggers me because of Whitney. Oh my god, Whitney. And if you know, you know. If you know. Whitney's Miltank. God. Huh, time to roll out, am I right? Uh, oh, funny. <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh, what was the thing? Oh, going back to Nido Queen. Um, a few obsession cycles ago, I was deep into Pokemon Stadium for the N64, and it is very chunky in terms of its polygons because it's the N64. But oh, yes. they absolutely devoted polygons to giving Nido Queen big fucking honkers and they have jiggle physics. And <laughs> yes, someone <they> do. <laughs> literally she like shakes them around. I'm like, God damn mommy got the fucking bonkers up there. Going to knock someone over with those. <laughs> if you're not careful shit. And it's just like, Oh my God. Someone at Nintendo greenlit this and published it. And then Nintendo of America greenlit it and published it. <laughs> Think of the children. <laughs> God. And I, and also, I don't want it to sound like I'm complaining. That's the other part of this. But it just like took me really off guard. Uh, shall we do the next question? Sure. Right after I get into my copy of the board game Wavelength that I have here and find the uh, most sexy Pokemon versus uh, least sexy Pokemon card. Yes. An actual board game has that card in it. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, I can go ahead and read the next one. Uh, okay. It's from Skywalker Ranch, uh, pronounce he him, who says, Dear Jazz Bab and Fawn Bum. Hey, hey, that's rude. Um, <laughs> my mommy just got done changing me into a peekaboo and she called the green dragon Baby Yoda. And honestly, I can't think of a more soccer mom thing to say about ABDL stuff, but I want more of it. <laughs> what are some soccer mom? core uh, ABDL things you can think of that would be fun to do or hear uh, from Skywalker Ranch and Dippin' Dots. I think the most soccer mom experience in ABDL context is getting buckled into a car seat in a Toyota Sienna minivan with kids Bob stuck in the CD player. (laughs) And there's just like apple juice and shit like in the floor permanently and like goldfish ground up in the floor and then she has like a Karen haircut with like a Bluetooth headpiece. And it's just like, come on, relate to your brother, sister's siblings thing and everything. And just like, I, I love that like corny shit and everything. I think I saw a tweet a while ago that was just like, oh, you want to be a baby? Here's your iPad. Oh. <laughs> and it's just like, oof. 
Oof. That is way yeah. too true. And I, I just think about how if Daddy just handed me my iPad and said, all right, bye, how like crushed I would be. And then I think about how that's what yeah. we do to actual children and like how fucked up that is. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Um, damn, soccer mom stuff. Gosh. I think maybe there, there's something about sneakers, just like good, clean sneakers that just scream soccer mom to me. Oh, yeah. Or it's like it, they're not like Converse or anything. It's like, nope, you are wearing sneakers, preferably with Velcro. Oh, yeah. I've actually got a pair of like sneaker slip-ons from Champion before Champion oh became God. a streetwear brand and all of a sudden overnight it is now streetwear. So I'm walking yeah. around. They're like, those are officially my walking shoes. That's how I know I'm old is I, I have regular shoes and then I have my walking shoes and I feel very old. <laughs> yeah. And I put up my yoga pants and I do the walk thing. And I cannot tell you how validated I feel in my gender identity when I see other power walking yoga bitches give me the hi, the like the little wave, and I wave back with my little pink face mask, and I'm like, I'm so valid. I'm passing. And it just <laughs> made me so happy. It just knocked my pop filter all the way the fuck off. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that's what. But what would an ABZL like dad do aside from barbecuing? With a beer, with no shirt on, with cargo shorts, with sandals and socks. Besides that, what would like a would dad you, do? I think they would absolutely call you champ and kiddo. Love it. Yeah. I want to be called champ. Um, and also they would probably just keep a stash of Lunchables in the fridge because uh, they can't be arched to cook anything for you. So they just toss you a Lunchable. <laughs> Just because it's accurate to my childhood doesn't mean you have to say it. <laughs> we absolutely. I'm sorry kept... that I understood the question. Yeah. <laughs> when, <laughs> when my mom was at work, I would come home and it was just me and my dad because she would work late at the local library. It, he would come home and then I would get home from school and be like, hey, dad. And he'd be like, hey, what's up, dude? It's a dude night. And we'd like high five and do our little high five. And he's like, you know what that means? I was like, frozen pizza? He's like, hell yeah. And you take a frozen pizza off the <laughs> stack from the freezer. And I'd be like, yeah. And in the morning we'd make pancakes. And it was it was very like dadly. It was it was precious. And what's yeah. what's awesome is that Gray absolutely exudes like dad energy because he's he sits on Zoom all day, so he's always got like like pajama pants or sweatpants on bottom, but like a nice sweater or something on top. And he walks around Aww, like, with like yeah. a mug and he calls me like champ and sport and kiddo and all that good shit. So if you ever want to be referred to as champ or sport, Greg can hook you up with that. <laughs> Perfect. It, it's very precious. Hey champ, you need to get some goldfish. I'll get them off the top of the fridge for you. And just like, <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> makes me fucking melt. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I guess I'm, I'm moving in right away because that sounds like a dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, we are buying a new house. <laughs> All right. Um, 
It looks like this next one is my turn to read. Um, this mm-hmm. is from Little Pet Sluggy with 100% E, pronouns she, her. Dear Jazzy and Fawn Fawn, what are some fun things you like to do alone slash with your partner on snow days from Slug Slug? And the obvious answer to that is masturbate. But the not obvious answer is funny. Your face is so disappointed and also so proud at the same time. And I didn't know that that was an emotion that was physically possible with the human <laughs> face. <laughs> I'm very I was disappointed in myself for being called out like that. <laughs> Look, when you're cold and bored and alone what else is there to do but warm up you know what i mean but mm-hmm. when when it comes to being snowed in preschool daycare is closed and you're snowed in um i just love firing up the n64 or like the psx or i didn't say one i said x there's apparently a difference and i got my throat chopped off for saying that wrong oh, yes. um firing up some nostalgia is really good um, I also um, got another Yu-Gi-Oh deck, so I've been like playing against myself and just kind of like I really like indulging in things that don't involve the Internet. That's just really, really nice to not get like pinged all the time and everything. Is uh, just being able to just like kind of like zone out. Oh, how could I forget? My favorite thing to do on a snow day is just nap and watch the snow, like open up the blinds and just watch the snow and just snuggle up. That's one of my favorite things. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. What are your favorite um, things? I, I, don't know, I don't know if you know this, but I live in Canada. Um, I live really? in like <laughs> the prairies, <laughs> um, north central, and it's always a snow day. I can't get away from snow days. Uh, there's snow on the ground right now. There's been snow on the ground since uh, October, and there's a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Always is, always has been. Um, and I guess, like, the things that I tend to do more often in winter, because snow days are, are very rare here because you're expected to be at work regardless of how much snow is on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, whenever it's cold and I can't go out, I like to make a good hot chocolate. Mm, mm-hmm. like that's a little extra special treat on days where it's like extra snowy and terrible so making myself a nice little hot chocolate uh also yeah those those self-indulgent sort of really chill activities i like um uh getting the sims going and i've been playing a lot of the sims 4 awesome awesome and uh yeah just like pulling out those those little self-indulgent things like i've got some some books to work on this one is about a detective um actually in the badlands of alberta and in a city that's not too far from here and the title of the book is bones to pick because it's about a dinosaur museum Ooh, yeah and i'm very excited to read that one on my next uh air quote snow day right one of my other favorite things to do on a snow day you can see me doing it right now is apply ample amounts of lotion because I turn into a crocodile. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We got oh. the value pack right here. Oh nice, nice. Um this oh, is geez. Oh jeez, you okay? <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Uh so this is kitchen lemon from uh Beth Body Works and it smells really great. You know how like 
all the kitchen cleaning supplies are all like citrus flavored and everything. Well, I guess not flavored. Don't drink soap, kids. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me what to do. I will absolutely tell you, dear Chazzy does not endorse drinking cleaning products, unlike the former U.S. president. Okay, fair. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, do we want to do the next one? For sure. Um, where are we at? Okay, we're at Joe. Yes. Right. Okay, from, let's call me Joe, uh, pronouns he, him. Says, Dear Jazzy and Fawny, forgive me if you've already answered this. I'm still working my way through your back catalog of episodes. It's all good. It's all good. We'll answer it more than once if we need to. Uh, How did you feel during your first dungeon and or age play experience? Did you arrive and immediately think, I am home? Or were you more tentative about it and took multiple visits to feel comfortable around everyone? And I think we'll start here and then there's also a second part after. Yeah. So I think... um... My first dungeon experience came after I had my first like kink and my first age play experiences. Um, and I think I've talked about on the show about how like in, in my instance and in the instance of other littles, I'm, I'm one of the littles where it's just, like I never grew out of things. So there was never like a light bulb moment where I discover age play. It was just always like a part of me because I never like grew out of a lot of the stuff and everything. Um, so when it comes to like the first dungeon experience, um, yeah, there's definitely a sense of like, whoa, like wonder, maybe a little bit of intimidation because it was all new to me and I hadn't used a rack or a cross or anything like that. But, you know, daddy had and he was very experienced. So he was like, all right, this is cool. And I was like, this is awesome. Huh? And just like cautiously looking at the fire table and everything. But mm-hmm. um, I was in love with it at first sight. It was amazing. It was definitely the feeling of like, I'm home. And then um, then later that night, hanging out in like the break room and eating cheap hot dogs with all of the regulars was a lot of fun because they had like a hot dog roller in the kitchen. Oh, my God. Yeah, they, yeah. they go. They bring in like 100 weenies every Saturday and just like, all right. admission fee, eat all the weenies you want. (laughs) It's like, oh, Oh, (laughs) stuffing them in my goddamn face like a mongrel. Um, But so that that was the first like dungeon experience. When it comes to like my first like actual structured age play experience, I'm trying to think if there was my first like experience with other people that did not involve like a partner. God, that's hard. I'm going to have to think on that and maybe come back to that either in the server or in a later episode, because, you know, like I said, age play is like, it doesn't have a hard start point for me. It's just kind of like a continuum. So, yeah. Um, Let's see, my dungeon experience, the, like, the first one that I went, uh, I actually went on my own. Like, I was the only one that I really knew in this city at that point. Like, I moved here on my own. Um, so I did a little bit of research to be like, hmm, what's around here? I'm from a small town. I want more experiences. And I found, uh, a, like, a pop-up event that happened monthly and uh, got to know some people so I could be vetted into the group. And they were like, oh, you're freshly 20 years old? Okay, 
you sound like a nice person and you're of age. So sure, you can come in and we'll, we'll meet you. And I show up there and I figure out how all of it works. And it was the the system where it's like one room is the, the talking room and the other room is the playroom. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, I kind of immediately felt like, oh, I am comfortable here. And I kind of am vibing with what's going on. Um, and most of the people here seem pretty cool and kind of on my page with how I feel about most things to do with like bodies and, and like connectedness uh, with other people. So yeah, it did feel very homey, like right away for me. And that is where I learned the phrase, uh, Denny's is aftercare. Denny's is aftercare. Because after, after those nights, uh, a bunch of us would just go to Denny's. Mm hmm. And it was always like the same group, maybe with like a couple people swapped out every time, but it was always like mostly the same group, just like all going to Denny's all together from this event. And I'm very sure it was weird to the staff where some people were like all dressed up and kitted in their leathers. Um, and some people were <clears throat> looking a little bit haggard, you know, <laughs> it's like, where are all these people coming from at one in the morning? Given, <laughs> you know, given my time, not only in the goth scene, but also in a band, they are probably very used to it. <laughs> um, That's true. The place where my band played a lot of our shows was in a city called Lakewood, Ohio. And it is like a nexus for our local like scene. So after each show, we would walk down the street. All the bands would load up all their gear and we would walk down the street to one of the three 24 hour diners and just all these punk rockers and emo kids would just descend upon them. And then on nights where I wasn't playing in the band, but I was at, I was in the goth club, like tree dancing to the cure and everything as we do, we would all descend upon, we'd choose one diner and then descend upon it. Just a whole, a flock of goths, a murder of crows, if you will. And just <laughs> like, we would take up the big long table at this 24 hour diner and just down the row, like head to toe black, all these people mm-hmm. just lo- looking really scary. And then they get to us, hi, can I have a cheeseburger? <laughs> and everything. So I absolutely agree that Denny's is aftercare. Every time we go to the dungeon, we either choose Taco Bell, Sheets, or Denny's. And that's like what we do is we like, we beat the shit out of me and then we eat really bad food (laughs) or food that's really good is bad for (laughs) you and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, I kind of miss that. And I think whenever things start up again, I might uh, venture up to the dungeon uh, again. Because I miss some of the people that I used to go with. Yeah, no, hundred uh, percent. Ooh, also age play experiences. I uh, I have like varied experiences. Um, how I felt during my first age play experience was definitely uncomfortable because we had very different expectations for what it should be. And uh, one of one of us was strictly a DL, and the other one was like kind of a mix of both, so it didn't really match up. Hmm. And uh, it's definitely gotten better because now I'm able to be like, nope, nope, that's that's not what I'm into. And uh, kind of am able to switch up the narrative a little bit and make it fit for me or just abandon it outright. So, so yeah, it's, it's good now. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to move on to the second half of the question? 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I'll go ahead and read this one. Okay. Um, and it continues. Uh, Dear Jazzy, for those who can't listen to the show live in the Discord, have there been any embarrassing moments or bloopers you've edited out? If so, what are some of the funniest that come to mind? And would you consider putting th- together a blooper mini episode? <laughs> there are a lot of things that get edited out of the show. Um less so in recent episodes just because they've been so tight and everything. Um, and I, I edited it down so you can't hear it as much, but it's definitely still there. Uh, the episode where, um, I interviewed juice box, um, I had to take an emergency potty break. And if you listen really carefully, you can absolutely hear me run down the stairs to the bathroom have a situation then i come out the bathroom and daddy snaps his fingers and draws me immediately into a change and that's the whole thing and then i come back and then the episode is still going um because the interview was still going on at the time so i i i come back i i sit down i'm like i am so sorry i'm back and that i think was one of the most embarrassing things um some of the other things is this is before we were doing the live show is when is when guests or uh, co-hosts would say something that I would have to redact in post that was like very specific as to um, like what's what, like our living situation and all that stuff. But I think the most embarrassing things aren't like th- the emergency potty break. It's actually whenever there's an audio issue, like whenever you hear like. I just like, I just like die inside because it's like, this is my bread and butter. This shouldn't be happening. But also there's episodes where I I forgot to turn off the fan and you just hear in the background and it (laughs) drives me crazy. So what I have to do is go in and edit it and like fuck with the EQ to like, and at the end I sound so unnatural, but (laughs) there's not like this annoying drone in the background I think the editing on the episode with my mother, I think that's around episode 30 with my actual like mother. I interviewed her on the screened in porch at their house and we had the windows open because it was such a nice day. I neglected the fact that the microphone was pointed directly at the open window. So you just hear (laughs) throughout the whole thing. And oh, I, no. I had to crunch the EQ so hard. And just because the signal was so trash and I was so embarrassed by like the audio quality of that episode. And I was just like, if I ever interview you again, I'm getting the mic so much closer to your face and we are not going on the porch. She's like, but it was already so close. I was like, but you speak very quietly, mother. <laughs> so I think those are the most embarrassing moments is when we have glitches and everything. That's pretty fun to know about. Yeah. Uh, I usually things, listen to everything live, so I never notice whenever you'd like take anything out. Yeah. In terms of like content, I usually don't have to redact anything. The only things I have to edit out are if someone accidentally says something shitty 
uh, which mm. almost never happens. But sometimes someone will be use like outdated language and be like, oh, I meant to say this. I didn't know language was updated. Like no one has ever come on the show and said something fucking terrible on, <laughs> or something like that. But either things like that or they'll accidentally like dox themselves. And those are the only things I really have to edit out. Um, mm-hmm. Most of the editing is just like the audio quality that I do. But in terms of a a uh, greatest hits episode, I've totally considered it. And if people want to suggest um, like clips of like the funniest moments of the past year of the show, which is we just passed 53 episodes. That's wild. If you want to ping me with like an episode number and a timestamp and I can make like a big, long compilation of like all the funniest like quips from the show, I will happily put that together. Um, I've also been thinking about like, I need to like find someone and throw money at them and do like those, like, you know how other podcasts will have like animated shorts from their bits, like, like uh, Grumps animated or like mega 64 podcast animated or like Mabim bam animated. And it's just like the best moments from those respective shows, but like animated, over top of it to add like more like humor and context to it and everything. I've been wanting to get in touch with someone about that. And I feel like juice might be a good person to ping on that. Just like, Hey, <laughs> what's your favorite <laughs> moment on the show? What made you crack up the hardest? <laughs> let's, let's yeah. figure out how to make it visual <laughs> and everything. At juice right now. <laughs> <laughs> at juice. I see you in the chat. Let me throw money at you, my dude. All right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there are two more questions. Uh, shall read the next one. Uh, yes, please. Yes. Uh, this is from Skywalker Ranch. Pronounce he him. Uh, dear femme fashionistas. That's very flattering. Thank you. There's only, in my opinion, one fashionista on this call right now. And that makes me feel very My happy. super fashionable Chromeo t-shirt right now. Yep. Hell Yeah. Uh, in response to the last question are bloopers what you call on mic blort incidents and if so if so why if not why not Skywalker Ranch no I will not apologize pronounce he him Uh, (laughs) fuck (laughs) you Um, uh, no (laughs) I don't call them blort incidents why because I was cursed I already feel like bloopers is already suggestive and like loosey goosey of a word enough to where (laughs) (laughs) I already don't like the term blooper oh my god juice coming in with blort purrs and that's even fucking worse I hate everything about this. (laughs) Oh, God. Soup, do not say mulch on my show. God damn it. (laughs) Oh, that's a big... (laughs) No. Gross. (laughs) Look at going jazzers. The chat lights up. The chat lights up. (laughs) Jazzy talks about poop. (laughs) The chat lights up. (laughs) Okay. What is the last question? Uh, the last question is from Princess Cutie, pronounced she, her, who says, Dear Snazzy Jazzy and friends of the pod, uh, do you prefer small cell phones to feel more little or bigger phones and why? From Princess Cutie of Cuteville. I like big phones because they make my hands feel small. And also because I really like having all the screen real estate 
on it and everything. Yeah. Um, I like a good medium size, mm-hmm. like the, the Goldilocks of, of phone ownership. Um, too big and I can't fit it in my, my little pockets on all of my femme clothes because mm-hmm. they don't like to give femme clothes pockets these days. Um, and I don't like it to be too small because I like to be able to play my little my little online mobile games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the big ones because I can play Sum Sum on it and I need Sum Sum yes. in my life. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely, sorry, it's, I caught myself looking at my texts on the show. But yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, um, I definitely like having the screen real safe. But I absolutely agree with medium-sized phones, I think, are really, really nice just in terms of, like, overall practicality and everything. And uh, I play a dress-up game every single day. This is this is my daily play. Okay, um, okay. I play a love yeah. Nikki dress up queen. And if my screen was any smaller, I would not be able to catch any of these details. Like there's oh so God. much going on on the screen. Like you can't even see it. But, oh my yeah, God. No there's kidding. A lot. <laughs> oh my God, there's so much. I'm just imagining. Cause my mom still has an iPhone. I'm going to text gray. I forget what iPhone she has. I <laughs> phone does my mom have again question mark because it's one of it's this it's still the small form factor but no it's not the three it's like the same like bezel as a four and i don't think it's a four maybe like se i think it's an se so it is it's an older model and it's very small it literally is the size of the screen on here without the bezel and i'm like mother oh my you need she's like no i don't it's just fine i will use it until it runs out and i'm just like okay my mother does not sound like that by the way i feel like that's a very bad imitation oh yeah and that's all we got funny uh any last thoughts um um last thoughts no brain empty smooth brain time <laughs> brain empty only pod uh, yeah. <laughs> oh gray just texted me back uh whatever that little one is five or something maybe a mini that sounds about right he also sent me <laughs> a tw- a twitter link to russian memes united okay oh my god oh my god this is beautiful it's literally all memes and they're all in russian this is beautiful. <laughs> this is a link that I needed in my life. And this just just is just happening live on the air. This is beautiful. All right. If you don't have anything else, I don't have anything else. Fani, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at uh, the places that I post under the username Fani AVDL. Uh, I typically post on Twitter and uh, Patreon. It's often. And, uh, I also do commissions for artwork if you like what I do. Awesome. And your links are also on uh, our website at oddswithgod.com. Mm-hmm. With your brand new shiny link tree. It's so fancy. It's so fancy. And as always, I have been Jasmine Starshine. You can find me on the interwebs at uh, Lil Jazzy Baby on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Jasmine Starshine 0001 on Discord or Dear Jazzy Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, 
any of those ways is a really good way to get in touch with me, to join the Discord, to talk about the show, to hang out, to anything like that. Um, other than that, uh, please check out our website at outswithgod.com that has all my links, that has all Fani's links, that has all the show links, that has the Patreon link. That's another thing. The Patreon is the best way to support the show. Also on the website is the merch. Just saying. There's new stuff on the merch store. Wink. Um, and I think that's it. Uh, without further ado, Dear Jazzy is an at oddswithgod.com production. I haven't fucked that up in a while. Dear Jazzy is an at oddswithgod.com production. Please visit us online at at oddswithgod.com. You can check out the Patreon, the merch store, my links, Fonny's links, everyone's links. Hooray. I have been Jasmine Starshine. And I've been Fonny ABDO. And we will see you in the next episode. Good night. Bye. Bye. Well, now I'm from above and I look terrible. <laughs> That's a mood. Just like it's one of those things where it's just like, oh, I can't look at this specific angle. I have one good angle. No one's allowed to look at me. Yeah. Straight on or else you get to see like the nose. I'm like aquiline noses are fine, but sometimes it catches me off guard because like I never see it in the mirror. Pony, what is that? Every single one of your angles is a good angle. So shut oh. the front door. Oh, thank you. Wholesome.